Hey weirdo, what's your superpower and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of Just Us Weirdos. Just Us Weirdos is a weekly, serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. We've been picking up a lot of new listeners in the last couple weeks, which is great. If you are joining us for the first time, we really suggest you go back and start with Episode 1. That will give you the best sense of what life in Quadropolis is all about. Last episode on Justice Weirdos, we saw Beninja, IT Girl, and Graphene make three different plans about dealing with the supervillain problems in Quadropolis. IT Girl decided to take off her costume and become Dagny Work to go confront her mother, Gwenifer Work, about potentially being a villain. Amina decided to stay in her costume as Graphene and go after Jules Jones, who they called Fishboy. She learned he called himself Fish Out of Water. And before she could capture him, he escaped. Beninja decided to set his sights on reporter Bernie Connors. People who listen to Bernie's news reports seem to have part of their memories erased. So today we'll find out what happens when Kirby goes to QPDR. But before we get started, I do want to issue our usual content warning. This show is designed for immature audiences. So children, if there's an adult nearby who will be upset by scenes of breaking and entering, disrespect of a weather ball, or fake news, then you should ask them to stick a banana cream pod in their ear. For the rest of us, let's get comfortable, put a smile on our face, and think of something weird. It's time for issue number 10 of Just Us Weirdos. Mind my own business. So let's hit rewind a little bit until we find Beninja. Amina puts her hands on her hips. So what's your perfect plan for Bernie Connors? She says sarcastically. I'll improvise. Improvise alone then. I'm going after Fishboy. Not wanting to wait for a garage door opener, Amina kicks open a stuck side door in the command center and storms out. Beninja stands with his arms crossed for several moments, staring at the garage door that Amina has just left. This is why I work alone, he mutters to himself. You will always have me, Master Beninja, Butlerba says. Now how, now how am I going to track down Bernie Connors and uncover his plans all by myself? He paces over to a bank of computers and brings up a map of Wondar sightings. Maybe I can compare the locations of sightings to the locations of reporting. Butlerbot, I need some help. Always, Master Beninja. See these blue dots? This is where Wondar activity has been reported. Can you listen to an archive of QPDR news stories about Wondar and color it in any time they're reported in green? Change it to red if it's Bernie Connors reporting. Very well, Master Beninja. Everything is still white. Excuse me, Master Beninja, but it will take some time to do this. Beninja throws up his hands and says, Of course. I'm going to try to do something useful myself, then. It's time to infiltrate a TV studio. Godspeed, Master Beninja. Beninja checks his banana supply levels in his suit and walks to a shadowed side of the garage. He grabs a skateboard and moves an old storm drain lid with the Kuramoto Steel logo emblazoned on the top. 
Beninja drops down into the tunnel below and pulls up a city map on his tablet, which he straps to his forearm. He hops on the board and skates through the sewers, toward the QPDR offices on the outskirts of town. On the way, Beninja puts a hand to his ear and activates his comms. Even though he's annoyed by Dagny and Amina going their own ways, he wonders how they are doing. He whispers into the comms. Beninja, checking in, requesting mission status updates. He hears a groan, followed by the click of Amina's mic being turned off. Dagny's mic does not seem to be activated currently. Master Beninja, Butlerbot says over the comms. I listened to the most recent 7% of the QPDR reports on Wondar and updated the map. My initial projections show... Not now, Butlerbot. We need to leave this comm channel open for superheroes. After skating through a mile of tunnels, Beninja finds a storm drain that comes up behind QPDR Broadcast Center. He pushes his way up to the surface, hidden in a shadow of a bank of satellite dishes, and sneaks through these shadows to the main QPDR building. Scanning the outside of the building, Beninja deduces that the east wing of the building is a massive soundstage where the news is filmed. A truck dock is the closest thing to him in the center of the building and the west side has more windows than any other part of the building. Those must be the offices. Beninja attaches a carbon fiber cable to a banana and perfectly arcs it through the air to circle three times around an antenna on top of the west side of the building. He locks the cable into a ratchet system he's built into his gloves, which helps him quickly climb the three stories to the roof of QPDR. His glove rewinds the cable as he climbs. Don't look down, Beninja, he whispers to himself as he climbs. He tries to calm his innate fear of heights by reminding himself how cool he'd look if anyone could see him right now. He gets distracted from this thought by thinking how cool it is that no one can see him right now. Beninja pulls himself over the lip of the building and eagerly takes several steps away from the edge. He doesn't have a plan quite yet but knows that getting to the roof reduces his chances of being seen, which gives him a little bit more time to plan. Across the roof, he spots an odd structure, a huge rusty metal sphere, taller than he is, lined with old milky-colored light bulbs. He snaps a picture of it with his tablet and sends it to Butlerbot, with a single word message attached. Identify! While he's waiting for the reply, he moves in closer to inspect. Behind the sphere, he notices a hatch set into the roof of the QPDR building. Master Beninja, this device is a weather ball. It was used to visually indicate changes in temperature. It would turn red if the weather was going to get warmer, and blue if- Got it, Butlerbot. The most important part is that someone had to come up here to change the bulbs. That's what this hatch is for. Yes, Master Beninja. Beninja eases open the hatch and climbs down a ladder into a janitor's closet, activating a night vision filter in his mask. As he moves into the dark room, he walks to a door connecting with the hallway and begins to ease it open before he has an idea. Janitors need access to all parts of a building, meaning they often have a master key. He spots a jacket and a pair of overalls. He feels through the pockets, but finds nothing. However, in the corner, there's a huge wheeled trash can with a hook on the side of it, and hanging from that hook is a gigantic key ring. Beninja grabs the keys, then slowly cracks the door open and inspects the hallway. 
A few people in suits are chatting in a room with couches to his left, and he hears more murmuring voices to his right. He knows from his time as Kirby Kuramoto at the family company, Jodande Enterprises, that people who work at a place longer usually get offices on higher floors. And Bernie Connors is an old man. The ninja sneaks out of the janitor closet and moves to his right, correctly guessing that the offices are this way. Finding Bernie's office isn't hard. The ninja has to duck behind a plant on the way to avoid being spotted, but everyone here is distracted by their smartphones and not paying any attention to anything happening around them. The ninja peeks through the glass window to see that Bernie is not in his office, and after trying a few keys, he lets himself in. The first thing he does when he's inside is to snap several pictures with his tablet. If he has to move anything, this will help him put things back where they were. Beninja then moves to Bernie's desk, which has several paper files on top of it. Beninja wishes he had time to read them, but instead he rapidly snaps pictures of the documents, knowing he can study them later. He pulls a USB drive out of his belt and begins to copy the hard drive on Bernie's computer. Then, Beninja hears a footstep outside. He whirls to a mini-fridge in the corner of the room and ducks down behind it. Bernie steps out of the hallway into his office with a big smile on his face, calling down the hall. Thanks for the lead, Julie. Maybe this will turn into another Wondar story. Bernie then sits down at his desk, looking for a moment at the papers, before turning to his computer. He hesitates for a moment before laying his hands on the keyboard. Beninja takes a deep breath. The USB stick is still in the back of the computer, and Beninja hopes that Bernie hasn't noticed it yet. I'm not alone in here, am I? Bernie says to the room without turning his head. What? Beninja says from behind the fridge. You couldn't have heard me. I'm a stealth master. Bernie laughs. I didn't hear you. I'm left-handed, and my mouse was moved to the right side of my computer. I'd never leave it there myself. Beninja steps out from behind the mini-fridge, his black and yellow cape swirling dramatically around him. So you're a superhero, Bernie says, not seeming at all surprised to see a twelve-year-old in a high-tech suit in his office. What's your name and power set? I'm Beninja, he says, and I... Wait, I'll ask the questions here. Hey, I'm a reporter. Asking questions is my job. Bernie says with a friendly laugh. But I guess fair is fair. Let's trade a question for a question. It's your turn. Are you a mind controller, or are you being used by a mind controller? Bernie starts laughing, and laughs so hard that he bends forward in his chair to catch his breath. Ha, you get right to it, don't you? I've got to admire that. I'm a mind controller. How old are you, Beninja? Beninja shakes his head. He can't believe Bernie just admitted to the power so casually. For a moment, he's terrified. Mind control is a serious power, and he is not prepared to deal with the variety of villainous actions Bernie could take against him. Then Beninja realizes that Bernie has just asked a question. Beninja can choose to answer it or not. He has a choice. Beninja decides to accept this as evidence that he can still control his own mind for now, at least. I'm 12. He tries to think of a good question to ask next, when Dagny's voice comes in over the comms. IT girl checking in. 
My mission is a failure. My mom's out of town. How are you two? Beninja taps his ear twice, which sends back a signal in a robotic voice. Beninja can't talk right now. However, Butlerbot does respond. Master IT girl, we have not yet heard from Master Graphene. Master Beninja is on a mission to investigate Bernie Connors. I believe he is in Bernie's office right now. I'm cross-referencing Wondar settings with Bernie's reporting. Beninja taps his ear once and drags a finger downward, sending another signal. Beninja needs to think. Keep comms clear. It's your turn for a question, Bernie says. Are you going to mind control me? Beninja asks. Bernie lets out a long breath, looking sad. Yes, I probably am. Beninja quickly reaches up and lets a banana slip into his hand. Then he scans the room for escapes. Bernie speaks up again. Did you know that Wondar is in the building right now? Even as he looks for a way out, Beninja nods his head. He somehow already knew this was true. She asked me to tell you to stay in school. She said it is so much more important to do that than to try to be a superhero. What should I do then? Well, Wondar told me two things. She said that you should be good, be fair, and be truthful, and that you can be a hero too. She also said, you can just go back the same way you came. Make sure that nobody sees you, and she is going to keep you safe. Wondar is also going to keep the whole city safe. You don't need to put yourself in danger anymore. Beninja nods and moves to sneak out of Bernie's office. Before he goes, Bernie gets a sad look on his face, and he says, Oh. And Wondar says, You've done some good work, kiddo. Thanks, Beninja says, as he sneaks through the hallway back to the janitor closet. Beninja, come in. Degni's voice comes over the comm. As he sneaks back through the hallway, Beninja puts a finger to his ear. How did you override my comms block? I reset it. Duh. Are you somewhere safe right now? Beninja looks around. He feels very confused. He's in a stinky room. He reactivates his night vision and realizes it's a janitor closet. He feels as if he has just woken up from a dream. Butlerbot has done great work. Did you know that Bernie Connors has reported on every single Wondar sighting in the last five years? A few seconds of silence follow, and Dagny continues. No, of course you didn't know that. And you probably don't know that you were just brainwashed. What do you mean? When we realized that Bernie was behind every report, I decided to listen in on your comms. How? Don't worry about that right now. I built a voice changer so I couldn't hear Bernie directly, and that seemed to protect me from his power. He just told you that Wondar asked you to stop being a hero. Beninja shakes his head. He remembers that, and he feels like there's a faint memory that he was here to do something important. Dagny helps refresh his memory. Beninja, I think you're right about Bernie being a supervillain. Hearing that someone thinks he is right is all the motivation Beninja needs. His memories come flooding back, and he angrily realizes what Bernie has just tried to do to him. Beninja marches out of the janitor closet, making no effort to hide. A younger reporter yelps and jumps out of his way. Beninja kicks open Bernie's door. 
He leans over Bernie's desk and shoves a finger in his face. It might be your turn for a question, but it's my turn for justice. Bernie sighs and says, Wondar really thinks you should go home, kid. But Ninja nods his head, turns around and begins to leave the office before Dagny comes on his comms again. But Ninja, you're a hero, and you're there to stop Bernie. He's mind-controlling you right now. You're not going to come back home. But Ninja shakes his head, loosening Bernie's grip on him. He turns to face the reporter. We're on to you, villain. Your brainwashing stops right here. Bernie sighs and leans back in his chair, totally unintimidated by the boy in the banana-themed ninja costume. The reporter that Beninja pushed out of the way has run to Bernie's office and now says, Bernie, are you okay? Do you need me to call security? Bernie shakes his head and says to the reporter, No, Wondar just actually visited my office, and she says that everything is normal here, and you've got nothing to be concerned about. You can get back to work. Close my door on the way out, please. The reporter complacently nods his head, gives Bernie a smile, and closes his door. Beninja laughs uncomfortably. You are a terrible supervillain. You could literally tell everyone in this building that I'm some kind of monster and that they all have to stop me. Bernie nods. You're right, kid. If I were a villain, I might do just that. He reaches out to shake Beninja's hand. Beninja stares at it until Bernie puts it down. You know me as Bernie Connors, and that really is what most people call me. I tried on a super name for a while. I called myself Boa Convictor. And I'm trying really hard to be a hero here. Hey, weirdos. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can find us online at justusweirdos.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast and interact with us. Remember, we've got a November goal of getting to the top 200 of the kids and family section of iTunes. So please subscribe to us and rate and review us. That's going to help us get to the top of the charts. We're on Facebook and Twitter. This is urgent. Remember the villainous letters villain that we were told about from last week? Well, guess what? No one has sent in here to stop him. This is very, very bad. The world will end with all its jokes. We are looking for the letters U, B, and G. This is Jokestopper's weakness, but at least I have a power. It's going to save me and it will make it much easier to record. I'm the superhero and my power is to unlock Gabe's room. I'm stuck here in my room unless one of you comes up with a power. The struggle is real, and also, creative director, out. Wait, wait, this is weird. I I don't know if my microphone was on. I don't know, it seems like something weird just happened, but I can't tell what it was. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to continue with the outro here. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Just Us Weirdos and on Instagram at Just Us Weirdos Podcast. You can email us at hero at justusweirdos.com. I promise I'm going to answer that. Normally I'd have creative director Gabe take a look at it, but he's missing. He's been missing for a while. Huh. I wonder where he is. 
Oh yeah, that reminds me. We have a villainous letter villain from last week that we still have to deal with. The villain is the joke stopper, and his weakness are the letters U, B, and G. Dear listener, we need you to tell us about superheroes who use the letters U, B, and G in their superpower to beat Jokestopper. Thanks, as always, to the phenomenal musician Joe Carnwath. He wrote our intro theme music, and he has a new album out this week, so check it out on Spotify or iTunes. And help support Joe. You can also check his music out at joecarnwath.com. Thanks also to Love Hustler, who performed Cinderella, which you're listening to right now. Additional music used in this episode is Zigzag by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. This is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Thanks for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos. Let's see how safe I am from the joke stopper in my room. What happens when you cross a velociraptor in a 3D printer? You get a, hey, you can't cross those. They live in different time periods. The struggle is so real here.